I think we're going to go ahead and just share with you a little bit about what today's um, activities are as it relates to um, the candidacy of Matt Haup uh, as a senior pastor here at Mission View. Um, what I wanted to do is kind of start and just share a little bit about the process. And I think this kind of recaps a little bit about what Josh shared last week when uh, Matt was here to preach. But as Josh had shared about 18 months ago, um, when Steve had been diagnosed with cancer, uh, we had talked amongst ourselves and Steve said it probably would be wise for us to think about bringing on a, an associate pastor. Um, as part of that process, you know, we started looking regionally uh, for someone who might fit the role of an associate pastor and, uh, and we were uh, working hard and diligently in that area. It really became apparent uh, after we went through a lot of candidates and we were looking for a good fit that there wasn't someone available at that time that really would fit the role for Mission View. So uh, we just trusted the Lord. And um, in, in November of last year, Steve had approached the elders and just indicated to us, he said, um, you're probably gonna have to look for a senior pastor. He said, I'm not sure, based upon what my doctors are telling me, how much longer I'm gonna be able to do this on a full-time basis. So um, as we prayed about that and sought counsel from uh, just, you know, others that were in ministry, we had engaged Slingshot uh, back in November and December of last year to help us in the process of searching for a senior pastor. Uh, when we engaged Slingshot, we got to know them. Actually, they came highly recommended to us as a, as a recruiter for senior pastors on a national basis. So uh, we, we really spread a large net uh, to be able to find a pastor that could um, love this church, shepherd this church, uh, as Steve had led and, and shepherded this, this church. What we realized is those are huge shoes to fill, and uh, we recognize that and I think humbly realize there was 100, over 180 candidates that Slingshot had vetted for us. Um, and of those 180 candidates, we had looked at 12 to 13 of those, um, realizing that some of the ones that they had looked at weren't really a good fit for us. But as we'd gone down to the, the 12 to 13, uh, Todd, Josh, Pat, and I sat down and uh, we interviewed these candidates. Um, and we had defined real clearly what the objectives were. And these were things that Steve had worked on us with to say, this is the profile of what we're looking for to lead Mission View in the future. So as we had shared that with Slingshot and Slingshot had shared that with candidates, and then we had interviewed these candidates, we got to the point where we're saying, how well these people match those objectives that were set out uh, in the early stages of this search. We worked closely with Butch Persley from Maranatha, and we worked with uh, Kelly Hansen here at Mi Mission View to talk about fit. Um, first off, we, we talked to Butch about doctrinal fit. Um, you know, is there doctrinal soundness in these candidates we were looking with? And then we talked to Butch and Kelly about just cultural fit within our ministry to make sure that these are folks that, that we were looking at that, that would fit well and would love our church and care for our church and, and represent the Lord well. Uh, in April, Slingshot brought to us, and actually we think the Lord brought to us, Matt Haup as a candidate. And it was interesting because I think after you go through about 12, 13 candidates, uh, there's, a, uh, there's a point when you say, is there anybody that will really differentiate themselves? Uh, and you know, will someone look to be uh, a clear-cut candidate? And I think between Todd and Pat and Josh and I, we just looked at each other and said, this, this gentleman is somebody who's special. And uh, so we dug deeper and learned more. 
Um, one of the things that kept echoing to us was you know, comments that Butch and uh, Steve had made. They said, you can have a lot of qualified candidates, but do you have somebody that's really a good fit for Mission View? So I think that was kind of central for us. Uh, over the last eight weeks of engagement with Matt Haup and his, you know, looking at him as a, a possible candidate, uh, he visited our community first. He came here kind of unannounced because he was really uh, hungry to find out what is this community all about. Um, you know, what's the landscape? What's the culture? You know, could he see how the Lord could use him and fit him into this culture? He visited us. He visited a worship service and got a sense for what our worship's like. Uh, obviously, last week he had a chance to preach here, and, um, and simultaneous to all this, we did things where Pat and Josh went down and visited his church, visited his culture, his community. Um, we talked to his senior pastor, and we also went through and checked all of his references. Um, one of the things that was coordinated is we did a right path profile on him. And what that really means is we did kind of a, uh, a personality background assessment too, because that's also part about being a, the right fit for a ministry is, you know, how will he lead a team? How does he work with people? Uh, does he play well in the sandbox? That kind of thing. And uh, what we learned is that he has a temperament and a personality that's very similar to Steve's and uh, different in, in some ways, but also he's a, he appears to be a really good fit from a leadership standpoint. And all the time along with this, what we've done as an elder board and, and you've done as a church is we've prayed for wisdom and for strength for Mission View. So that's a little bit about the process. I'm going to turn it over here to Josh or Todd. There you go. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so I want to just describe the process a little bit. Uh, we are an elder-led church. We believe that that's a pattern that's uh, prescribed in the book of Acts and the rest of the New Testament. Um, and as an elder board, we are unanimously presenting Matt to you as a candidate. Matt, as lead pastor, would become an elder. He'll be the lead elder with regards to setting the vision and direction of the church and also managing the staff. Uh, he will be an equal elder in terms of vote. He'll be one of four votes. And he'll, he'll be a subordinate elder with uh, regards to his accountability to us. Um, so this morning, uh, you were handed out a ballot if you came in. If you are a member, uh, you are encouraged to vote. Turn that in when we collect the offering uh, at the end of prayer time here. Um, we've asked for your name to verify that uh, you are a member. If you voted no, uh, that's okay. You won't be excommunicated. Um, but we do hope that you would put a reason why so that uh, if, we, if needed, uh, we would know how to pr uh, proceed differently in the future or just how we can address concerns even if Matt is approved today uh, as he comes in of concerns uh, you have as a congregation. So uh, thank you for uh, your participation in this. Thank you for your support. We're going to enter our time of prayer. Uh, we've got uh, one of our uh, local members heading out on a mission trip. I'm trying to see if I see her. Kristen Guthrie is heading on to uh, a mission trip uh, in Bolivia. We want to pray for her this morning. Uh, we're going to pray for Jen Srail, who is a missionary that we support, and uh, just pray for this process. So would you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you for uh, your sovereign hand and your guidance, Lord. We thank you for um, the heart that you've given to Kristen Guthrie, uh, that you've drawn her close to you, Father, and that she's felt led uh, to go on this trip to Bolivia. Father, we pray for her. We pray for her safety. 
We pray that you would go before her, that you would place a hedge of protection around her, Father, and that, that she would be fruitful on this trip, that she would bless others, Father, and that you would use this time to work in her heart and to draw her closer to you. And Father, we continue to pray for, for Jen Srail. Uh, we thank you for her heart and her love for Cambodia. We thank you for all that she's doing there. Uh, we pray that uh, you would continue to allow her to develop meaningful relationships, Father, uh, that would allow her to lead those that she knows uh, to you, uh, the very person who's equipped her uh, and allowed her uh, to love those in Cambodia. Father, we thank you and we pray for your blessing on her ministry. And Father, lastly, we pray this morning uh, for the congregational vote. We thank you so much for the path that has brought us here, Lord. Uh, for all of the steps, Lord, for uh, the trials, the ups and the downs. And Father, we just thank you that uh, you've brought us a candidate that we're excited about. Father, we pray today that, uh, uh, that you would be moving uh, and uh, uh, that you would bring this vote to a successful conclusion, Father. Lord, we pray for your leading and wisdom as we move forward. Uh, Lord, as a church, uh, this is just the next step. Uh, building on a, a tremendous foundation that we have as a ministry. And we thank you for the last four years and where you've brought us now, uh, Father. And we lay our tomorrow uh, at your feet, Father. We want to be obedient to you, uh, and we want to continue uh, as, a, as a church and a ministry, Father, on the path uh, that you would have for us. And Father, as we, uh, as we vote uh, and as we enter into uh, just a, a time of giving and tithing, Father, we pray for the offering as well and ask that you would continue uh, to, to give us wisdom uh, as we disperse these funds and we use these funds to further your kingdom and to honor you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Uh, it's a big day for your church. I'm excited uh, for where the Lord is going to lead you and how he's going to uh, provide for you. And um, I know we have an announcement at the end of the service. And so, uh, you know, I even I might be a little distracted up here this morning, and I don't know where your mind is going to be, and uh, it's, it's obviously, it's a big day, so um, I want to pray for us. Uh, God has given us so many things, uh, and we'll talk about that, um, so many things, but when we think about uh, the Word of God, uh, His perfect Word, His preserved Word, His authoritative Word, uh, His practical Word for us, uh, when we think about that... Um, we, we, we don't want to waste time today. We want it to be, uh, there's no advantage, I guess you could say, to us having the next half hour or so if our minds are not engaged, our hearts are not engaged. So I want to just pray that, uh, that the Lord would help us to be able to focus and, and, and pray for you. So let's pray for that. Uh, Lord, we are excited um, just for today. We're excited for the future. Um, Lord, I think about this church and uh, all the great things you have done through the people sitting here today, uh, through the church over the years. And Lord, um, we know that today is important to you. June 3rd is important to you, uh, that we would be generous today, uh, that we would be listening to your word and, and following it today. But Lord, we know that the future uh, is in your hands, and we know that uh, you will provide, you will be faithful to this church. So Lord, would you please um, work today and uh, just help us to be able to... Um, Test ourselves against your word and, and be in, uh, just encouraged by what your word has to say. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we do have a new series. Thank you, Jesse, for telling us about that uh, called Overflow, A Generous Heart. Um, I encourage you, as the church begins a series, this is a big opportunity for you. 
uh, because we have small groups that are, that are part of this church. You have families that are part of this church, new friends, old friends. All of the people sitting around you are going to be going through this series together. And, um, you know, as we walk through this topic of generosity, you're all hearing the same theme. What an opportunity for you to be able to make this a focus of your life. To say, okay, I'm hearing this on Sundays. I'm hearing this from different speakers at Mishview. I'm, I'm hearing, hearing small groups a little bit, talking about it, fellowshipping about it. Generosity is going to be a theme here. So um, we'd love for you to be able to grow in this area as you process it. Uh, we're not just talking about money as well. Uh, we're talking about all kinds of things. I've got a bag of apples up here we'll talk about later. Um, but there's so many different things. Um, but mainly an attitude that shows itself through different forms. So being generous in sharing, being generous in listening and serving and having a concern for others, uh, using your own resources to help, your time, your talent, your treasures, all of these things God's given you um, to, to, to think about those uh, in a way that you could give them away generously. That's what we're talking about. So uh, if you have your Bibles, please turn John 316. I know that many of you could quote that verse, but I think there's value in being able to look at it. So turn with me to John 3.16, or uh, find it on your phone or however you you like to read. John 3.16, we're going to look at. All right. As we do, um, I want to tell you about something that happened to me when I was in college. I was in my dorm. Walking in, I saw a sign, free Chicago Bears tickets. <laughs> free? Okay, wait, is this like fake free? Is this like really free? Are these like strings attached free? So there's a phone number. I called it. The guy on the other line, he's just saying, hey, uh, I used to be a college student. Uh, I know what it's like. I just thought maybe, you know, I got a couple of tickets. Maybe some guys would appreciate them. I'll, I'll meet you on the street. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you the tickets. Is that cool? I'm like, sure, that's very cool. Thank you. Uh, so he meets me on the street. I walk down. I meet him. He gives me the tickets. He gives me a little bit of cash to be able to get to the game to, for transportation and stuff. Um, and then he's like, have a nice time. Enjoy the game. And he takes off. <laughs> uh, we went to the game. My friend and I, it was awesome. That's a whole other story. Soldier Field. There were people dressed up in costumes and there's like fights and people getting thrown out. It's just crazy. But um, I'm thinking about the guy who gave these tickets he didn't want anything in return. Uh, thought about some students, having a good time at the game, didn't expect anything back. Why? <laughs> Why? Why be generous? Um, so many people around us, and I think you know exactly what I'm talking about, so many people around us are trying to get, 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 get and trying to improve their own situation and use any resource they can to improve themselves, what brings someone to focus on others? What is that? Where does that come from? Uh, Why give away resources that could be used on yourself? Let's read John 3.16. The Lord uses this verse. I'm so thankful for it. Uh, He uses it in a lot of ways, but obviously to bring a lot of people to salvation. Praise the Lord for that. Um, but as we read it today, we're going to read it hopes of learning about God's generosity. We're focusing on what the Lord has done. Uh, so please follow along in John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 
All generosity starts with God. Uh, that's why we're starting this series this way. It's appropriate um, with this one verse for us to talk about God showing his generosity and modeling it for us. Um, Mission View starts a series in generosity, and we're not going to start out with some applications. It's not just like, hey, God's generous, so let's talk about for the next several months how we can be generous. All right, so when you leave today, let somebody out in traffic ahead of you, and as you have lunch today, you know, pay for the bill of the people next to you. Or We're not starting that way. Uh, there will be applications throughout the series, but it's not starting that way. We're starting with the foundation of why we even need to do a series on generosity. Is it a good idea to do a series? Is this like something that we need as a church? Is, it just, is this a good thing to do? Um, why do we do it? Well, we do it because generosity is who God is. That's who God is. Uh, he gives us opportunities to be like him. Uh, Josh McDowell uh, puts it really well. You'll see a quote on the screen here um, from Josh McDowell. He says this, um, God's commands, his precepts, point to universal moral principles, which in turn spring from the person of God himself. Did you get that? It says, God's commands, his precepts, point to universal moral principles, which in turn spring from the person of God himself. Uh, so precept to principle to person. That, that's a really cool idea that actually you can think about with any command in Scripture. Uh, it, try it. I mean, go, go through the Scripture and say, okay, we've got these different commands. What, where, where's it? trace back to. Um, and so, if God is our example in everything, we look to his attributes to learn how things should be. Uh, the precepts trace back to the principles, which lead back to the person of God. Uh, we tell the truth because God is true. We love because God is love. We are faithful as a friend or as a spouse because God is faithful. Um, we try to be holy because God is holy. So it's all about the person of God. And this is going to be true as we look at generosity. We are to be generous because God is generous. Um, so let's think through how this verse uh, explains God's generosity. So uh, the first part, for God so loved the world, point number one, God gave out of love. He gave out of love. It's <laughs> incredible love. Uh, how do you even describe God's love? You know, uh, the psalmist tried to in uh, Psalm 36, verse 5. He said, your love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Well, how high are the heavens? You know, it's so interesting to me that even in trying to explain God's love, the psalmist is using uh, uh, something that he can't even measure. He can't measure it. Uh, and so it makes so much sense. Uh, his love is incredible. It's shown each and every day. Uh, theologians call the benefits to, uh, to God's grace to everyone, um, he calls, they call it common graces. There's common graces out there, okay? So everybody gets to enjoy the sunrise this morning if they wake up in time, or the sunset. People across the world get to enjoy that. People across the world get to laugh today. That's just a, a, a gift from God, to be able to laugh. <laughs> uh, the, tasting good food, that's a gift from the Lord, that he gave food taste that's a gift that all, all people get to enjoy. Um, something like sleep. That's an excellent gift. I love it. Thank you, Lord, for sleep. Uh, enjoy your sleep uh, later today. Not now. I see you in the back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, enjoy these things. These are the common graces that God gives for us to be able to enjoy. Um, so we see God's love in all kinds of ways. From the gift of life, everybody take a deep breath. 
you're alive. Praise the Lord. Uh, things we enjoy in life, laughter. <laughs> that's, sorry, that's a terrible fake laugh. Um, uh, things that you enjoy, like laughing. Uh, but this verse is going to highlight especially his generosity in what he gives. Okay? Uh, and we're going to start with the cause. For God so loved the world. Because God so loved the world, he gave. Because God so loved the world, he gave. If you're ever discouraged, and we are um, from time to time, but if you are discouraged, there is encouragement for you in this idea. God is a loving giver. Um, look at some of the scripture passages on the screen with me. Think about your response to these. Uh, Ephesians 1, 7 through 8. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. That's how God gives, lavishly. That's how he gives. Uh, James 1.17, every good and perfect gift uh, is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God gives us perfect gifts. That's the kind of giver he is, perfect gifts. Uh, James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. God is a generous giver. His love is so great, he gives out of his love, and we're thankful today. We're thankful. Um, so let's move on in John 3.16 to understand what he gave. Thankful that he gave out of love. And then it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Uh, point number two is God gave what was exclusive and infinitely valuable. God gave what was exclusive and infinitely valuable. It's difficult for us, I think, um, we're just created beings. We can't understand the mind of God or all who God is. Um, but when I, in my limited brain, I try to figure this out. Think about the universe. Think about all that exists, okay? <laughs> Think as big as you want to, okay? All that exists, the entire universe. Could anything be more costly to God the Father to give than to give his son? Is there anything more valuable he could have given? In my limited brain, I can't think of anything. Um, and I don't know that that's an accident or coincidence. Uh, God gave us an example in this, giving what was exclusive and infinitely valuable. God gave his son to die, his own son. I think about that, and I think about myself, I think about us. Um, I can't believe how selfish and stingy we are and we hoard everything and we keep and protect our stuff and our situation in life. Why are we so stingy with our stuff? <laughs> um, what kind of, you know, is it a comparison game we're trying to win? Uh, I think of common attitudes that maybe you experience or maybe that you are guilty of or I'm guilty of, but these are common attitudes that we face. Well, I'll give you what I don't need. If I don't need it, yeah, you can have it. If I need it, no, 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 all, all bets are off there. But if I don't need it, I'll, I'll give it to you. Or um, maybe another attitude could be, I'll help you a little. Yeah, I can help a little, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll help you a little. Um, 
Maybe you've been on the receiving end. Oh, yeah, you can borrow that when it's convenient for me. <laughs> if it's convenient, you can, you can borrow or have that. That's mine. Sure. These are, uh, these are attitudes that we face or are guilty of, um, and we're constantly trying to minimize the personal cost, right? <laughs> the, the loss that we have to face. That's not the example that God gives for us. John 3.16, you want to see an all-out giver? Look at our God. If God is setting the bar on giving, then the bar is through the roof. Um, God gives what is valuable, infinitely valuable. Uh, so this, this whole sermon today, um, obviously I've prepared, or <laughs> I hope it's obvious that I've prepared. I'm not getting up here and just winging it. But um, as I've been studying this, you know, the last few weeks, my study time, uh, I just get so convicted about being so selfish in my life. Um, and so, you know, as a dad, I realize more and more, I can't ask my kids to do things that I don't do. I set the example. If they're going to clean up their room, you know, I don't just sit and lay around lazy and tell them to do it. Like, I have to do it with them. And I know that in church and, uh, you know, when, when the preacher is up front and he's talking about something, you know, you want him to have it figured out before he teaches you. Like, I'm not going to listen to you. You're not even doing it, right? Uh, that's, that's how we think sometimes. Um, he's not doing it. Why should I do it? I just, I feel like I should be honest with you that this is convicting for me. <laughs> it's convicting. Uh, so many examples, um, but I'll give you one. Uh, my daughter's birthday is coming up, okay? What do you get a six-year-old sweetheart of a girl for her birthday? You know, any ideas? It's tomorrow? Any, no, I, we, we got to figure it out. Um, but my wife has explained to me that it is the right time in her life to get her the doll. Not just any doll, the doll. Um, and I'm like, love, she, she has dolls. Like, I think she's got a couple of dolls. She's got a lot of dolls, right? She's like, no, 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 the doll. Um, and I get it. I had a couple of guitars before I, had, I, I bought the guitar. Maybe we all have something like that in our life. But um, so we have some options. We can go for the absurdly overpriced American Girl doll. <laughs> uh, you can go with the mini American Girl doll. Um, you can go with the knockoff doll. Uh, I should mention, too, that the American Girl doll that you see there needs a special hairbrush. It's a special $8 hairbrush just for the brush. Uh, I don't even spend $8 on my own hairbrush. Um, why does that get the biggest laugh? What, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so I'm thinking about this. I'm doing what every dad does when they get a lot of good thinking done. I'm mowing the lawn, right? I'm mowing the lawn. I'm thinking about this stuff. What example does my heavenly father set for me? Okay. Um, does he spoil me? Does he give me every luxury that I want? Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. He does not do that. Okay. I'm not going to do that as a dad. Does God, as my father, does he provide every need that I have? Yes, he does. He absolutely does. He provides every need I have. I want to do that. As a dad, I want to do that. Does my heavenly father give me special gifts from time to time, just to communicate to me that he loves me. He does. He absolutely does. That's who we want to be. That's who we want to be. By being generous, 
We communicate how much we love other people. Uh, Matthew 7, verse 11, Jesus says, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? We think we know how to give. Wait until you see how God gives. Uh, I used to wait tables, um, and I learned from some of the other servers that Sunday, more, or Sunday afternoon after church crowds are the cheapest, worst tippers, hands down. That's so sad. <laughs> Why would a Christian, someone who has been given so much, be so concerned with, with just keeping and, and just protecting their stuff and keeping as much as they can? Um, God gives out of love. Uh, and when he gives, he gives what is valuable, what is infinitely valuable. Costs him. Thankful for that example. Uh, to what end does he give? Uh, his purpose in John 3.16 is shown in the rest of the verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Point number three is that God gave to provide so that someone else's life would be impacted forever. My life, your life, impacted forever. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's why he gave. Um, do we forget when we're walking around and driving around and rushing around that eternity is coming? It's coming. Do we forget about that? Um, that's how God sees time. He sacrificed his son to impact eternity, to bless us forever, forever. Uh, he had forever in mind. And, you know, we said earlier that we can, we can trace back what God uh, asks us to do. It traces back to him, right, him, himself. Uh, we're to be like him. And in some ways we can, but not always. Um, have you thought about the attributes of God in that way? There are some attributes that we can mirror, we can do, we can be, be like God, and there's some that we can't, all right? So um, we want to talk about communicable attributes. That's a fun word, communicable. When I say it, it sounds like my mouth is full. I feel like my mouth is full when I say it. And now you know you want to try it. All right, let's all do it together. Communicable, ready? Communicable, yes, a fun one. Um, Communicable attributes of God are characteristics that we can, to some degree, uh, express as God does. Not at the same level, of course, uh, but we can um, imitate God in these things. So you'll see on the screen some examples of communicable attributes. It's not an exhaustive list, but uh, knowledge. We can know things. We don't know as much as God does. He has perfect knowledge, but we, he gives us some knowledge. Uh, wisdom, same thing. Uh, truthfulness, faithfulness, goodness, love, mercy, grace, patience, peace, righteousness. These are the kinds of things we can say, God is my perfect example in that. He's my perfect example. Um, in generosity, he is. He's our perfect example. He is a generous God. Uh, we had done nothing for God when he planned our eternity. Nothing. We sinned. That's what we brought to the table. We brought our sin. <laughs> and what did God bring to the table? Um, the message of John 3.16. Believing in his son, Jesus Christ, we can have eternal life. That's God's generosity. Um, generosity is not something that you, you pay back. It's not, it doesn't work like that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be generosity, right? Um, 
It would be an appropriate response for those who deserve it. If your boss says, hey, you've done a good job and I'm going to give you a raise or I'm going to give you a reward or a bonus. I'm going to give you this bonus today. Is that bonus him being generous? What we could say is it's actually an incentive. It's a reward. You did something so that he wants you to continue doing a good job. Um, well, generosity occurs when the giver chooses to be generous. He just is generous. Just is generous. And they give. Uh, it has nothing to do with what they'll get in return. Um, they just give. God is love, so he loves. Uh, God is love, so he gives, and he gives generously. All right, I got these apples here. Um, we all started in math. Think back to those early days of math when, you know, we all started with a bag of apples, right? If I have 10 apples in the bag and I give you five, how many do I have left, right? Um, well, generosity is not a math problem. It's an issue of value. Uh, what do I value more, having apples for myself or possibly meeting your need? Um, I don't know if anybody's hungry this morning. Uh, I don't know if the microphone's going to go crazy if I jump off this stage here and start. And I don't know, if, have you ever had somebody throw apples from the stage before? Is that a good idea, a bad idea? Um, yeah, probably bad, uh, especially because I can't see too many of you. <laughs> I'm just like, who wants an apple? <laughs> I just started throwing it. Not going to do that. Um, so I will bring them to the commons, though, because they're Honeycrisp apples. And now, yes, now I know you want one. Uh, so I'll be passing them around. But um, I'm just thinking about, you know, there's a, let's say I'm walking around with my apples. There's a couple ways you can walk around with your apples. You can do the thing, and you know what I'm talking about, where you see somebody, you're kind of in a crowd, and you kind of do this. You kind of do the protect, the tuck, kind of tuck it away, right? Got my apples, keeping them safe, right? You can walk around, you can kind of just be free with your apples, you know? Are they all your apples, or are they really God's apples? Um, and so um, I think the Lord is pleased when we carry our bag like this. I think our tendency is to carry our bag of apples like this, Oh, I love my Honeycrisp apples. Um, I think God is more pleased when we hold things that he's given us with an open hand. Um, and I know what some of you might be thinking. You might be thinking, hold on a second, Nathan. I know you're, I, your heart's in the right place, but don't get crazy with this whole thing. You're going to try to guilt us into cashing in our retirements and emptying out all our accounts and just giving it away. And, uh, and where is that going to leave us? There's, there's always going to be, Jesus said, there's always going to be poor people and there's always going to be needs out there. And so, yeah, your heart's in the right place, but let's be practical about this whole generosity thing. Okay, let's get practical. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your retirement, your bank accounts, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I am going to ask you about your attitude. I do want you to consider, please, your attitude. Uh, let's, let's walk through that as we do some applications this morning. Uh, application number one, pursue generosity, not for generosity's sake, but to be like our God. Pursue generosity, not for generosity's sake, but to be like our God. Uh, you're not generous because you want to be labeled as a generous person. Oh, if I give this away, then maybe they'll tell somebody or maybe they'll remember it or something. No, we don't, that's the, we don't do that. Uh, here's how it should be. 1 John 4, 7 is how it should be. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. He loved us, now we can love. Uh, Psalm 37, verse 21. The wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. 
the righteous mirror God uh, by doing what's right. They, they, they mirror God by being generous. And that's the goal. You give like your God does. Uh, number two, be authentic in your generosity. Be authentic. Be real in your generosity. You're not going through motions. You're showing love. You're meeting real needs. Um, people, people have needs. You can be generous and help meet them. Um, you might think it's easier for God to be generous because he's limitless. <laughs> you might say, well, yeah, God is my example, but he's got, he owns everything in the world, and I've got like 18 bucks in my wallet. <laughs> so it, the, the, the comparison kind of breaks down a little bit like that. If we think like that, our attitude stinks. <laughs> it stinks <laughs> uh, because we're making excuses already. Um, whatever you have. I don't care if it's 18 bucks in your wallet. I don't care if it's $1,800 in your wallet. I hope it's not. Um, but I don't care how much you have. It's the attitude. It's the attitude. Um, we hold it with an open hand. We give because it's real, not out of compulsion. Uh, give because God taught you to really love others. Be authentic. Uh, application point number three. In our application number three, be generous. It can affect eternity. Be generous. It can affect eternity. That's the model that God gave to us. Uh, I truly believe, and this is weird to think about, but when we get to heaven, we're going to understand a little bit better how everything worked together. Uh, right now, you don't know what a little act of kindness, a little generosity, or maybe a big act of generosity, where that will lead and what it will mean in the long term. You can't see that. We're not, we're, we're we're just finite humans, right? We can't see like God sees. The, the, it's almost like a spider web. All these things happen. He's got these plans. And if you're generous, you know, it pays it forward and it goes to this person. They do, and like something big happens. We don't know. We can't see that yet. I think that in eternity, we might be able to see it a little better. Um, but you can remember when someone was generous to you, right? If I asked you a question, hey, was, has anybody ever been really generous to you? You'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, let, me, let me tell you a story about how somebody was generous to me. Well, guess what? Someone might be asked that question, and they might be thinking about you. They may be like, well, yeah, I remember when somebody was generous, and they're quoting you, and they're telling the story of you. Uh, and that can go on and on. Um, God can provide an eternal impact from the generosity we show. Um, you know, it's, it really is an honor to be at Mission View Church today, anytime I get to come here. It's an honor. Um, your reputation, church, you have a reputation, and your reputation is that you live out your mission. You take your mission seriously. Um, it's who you are. You're a group that lives out your mission. Um, it makes me think about identity, right? You know, who we truly are. Do you want to stay who you are in, the, in some of these negative things? Do I want to stay who, who I am right now? Yikes, no, I do not. And I could list for you things that I want to change about myself, and you could give me your list of things you want to change about yourself. Um, but let's be reminded, we have a perfect example of who we are to be. Perfect example. Uh, so we've established today that God is generous. We can follow him in that. We can follow him in that. Be like him in that. Uh, as we close in worship, and the band is going to come up, um, and lead us in uh, I Surrender All, but I would challenge you just to think about how has God been generous to you, and are you able to turn that around? We sing I Surrender All, and we sang a little bit about that earlier too. Um, 
is that, are we serious about that? Are we serious about singing that? Okay, God's given me this, and now I want to turn it around and, and, and be like him. Um, I'm going to pray that we would realize that we would imitate God in that. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, we are thankful today for this powerful verse that describes your love. Um, and Lord, we want to be like you. You are a generous God. You are a perfect example for us. Lord, would you convict us, please? Would you change us? Would you uh, help us? The things that we have, let us take blessings you've given us and let us bless others. Lord, I'm excited for this church to be able to walk through this series. Lord, would there be real changes that are made, priorities that are um, maybe improved, uh, things that need to be given away? Lord, would they, may they be given away. May our selfishness come to light. And Lord, uh, I pray that this series could just help us um, to know your generosity, to know what your word says about generosity, and, and you would change us to be more generous. We do want to change. Lord, we want to surrender all. We want to sing this to you now. Um, Lord, would you please hear our prayer in this song, and would you please answer it, Lord? May we please be changed to be people that surrender. Forgive our selfishness, please. Um, change us, Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Well, first, thanks for the apples. I was just thinking I needed a snack, and here they are. God provides. Hey, I have two exciting announcements for this week. Uh, I hope that you guys are all looking forward to movie nights. We've done them the past, I don't know, three, four years, and they start up again this week. We are partnering with uh, the same churches that we did last year. You should see how excited they are. So Canton First Friends is actually running the one for this week, but they do need our help. They need some volunteers. So it's back at Whitworth Park. It's going to be the second Friday of June, July, and August, and we're going to help supply volunteers for each of those but we're not running them. We're partnering with them. So uh, this month is First Friends. Next month is uh, also New Point Church. And then the following month, the Summit Church will be joining us. So if you can volunteer and come out, it's 545 to 9 o'clock. We'll be doing the Kids Fun Zone. So inflatables, face painting, tattoos, crafts, whatever. But we need help with that. So if you want to go online, you can sign up on our website and let us know that you'll be joining us. Uh, the second thing is exciting. It's a first time ever uh, Mission View, or I should say Ignite, uh, Family Spaghetti Night. It's a fundraiser. Ignite's going to be putting on for us. It'll be kind of combined with a night of worship, so a lot to do. Uh, it's going to be at Hoover Park, so all-you-can-eat spaghetti. It's $10 per person, $20 for a whole family. That's a lot of spaghetti. Uh, but come on out, and um, it's just going to be helping to fund all of the missions trips for the Sunday uh, or the summer that Ignite's going to be doing, helping defray the cost. But it's also just a fantastic fellowship. If you've ever been to a church spaghetti dinner, they're a lot of fun. So I hope you can come out. It's June 20th, and it's going to be from 5 to 8, uh, but you can join us. You can sign up online so we know how much spaghetti to buy. So I hope you'll put those on your calendar. All right. I have some friends coming out. <laughs> there they are. Okay, is there anything else you'd like to know this morning? <laughs> so the results of the vote, 114 of you voted in favor of Matt, four people voted against uh, with reason, which is 97%. Um, so we gave Matt a call uh, to let him know he's excited and he, he's accepted that as well, um, that offer.
Thank you for the support that you've given us in this time. Uh, we humbly serve you. Matt has a sense of humility too, as, as did Steve, and we take it as a tremendous responsibility to elder and uh, shepherd oversee this uh, body of believers. Uh, just from Matt's perspective, you know, Mission View I think is really an attractive uh, opportunity. Thank you, people, for supporting us through these difficult times. You know, in all that Steve went through, people didn't leave for the doors. Uh, people kept coming. They kept supporting our mission. Uh, there's a sense of unity here, which shows and, and presents well, and is just from the spirit. Um, you folks support us well financially. And, you know, that's the big vote, uh, a very big vote, that you support us with your resources as well. Uh, we're serving in a great community, but with a great mission field ahead of us. Um, we're committed to discipleship, uh, to uh, build this core, not just so that we can focus inward on each other, but so that we can go outward and serve our community. And we believe we're poised just to grow uh, this ministry, but grow our influence. It's not about Mission View receiving the glory, it's about God receiving the glory. Uh, there was a point in this process, we were pretty discouraged. I talked to Butch personally, and Butch said, God has the right candidate. He'll present him in the right time. And we really see that God had done that. Uh, after meeting Matt, Butch said, you know, nobody is Steve, per or Steve Marshall, but Matt is as close as you can get. I think he's really the right person for the job. And if Mission View doesn't hire him, Maranatha will. So uh, appreciated his support on that. Uh, Pat has a couple other comments as well. I think on a day like today, you, I, I'm a guy that always had, my eyes are always on the horizon. I'm, I'm never where I'm at at the moment. I'm always looking out there someplace. But, you know, you do have to stop today and look backwards. And, you know, as we started in this process, uh, Steve set us up for success. He, he laid all the right foundation. He did all the right things in the way he led us, the way he set this up, uh, the way he set us up. And I have to look back and say the body, it, the body of Christ functioned in this thing exactly the way it should have. And, you know, I, I've been a Christian for a long time and I've been in a lot of church leadership roles. And, you know, uh, and there are many times that you actually see the body actually function the way it should. But starting with the way Steve laid this out and started it forward, and I'm, I'm working with the staff, I'm working with the elders, and it, it, you should feel good to know that there's a really good balance of gifts, a good balance of perspectives, and a lot of people stepped up. Steve had the audacity to lay the, the, lay the, 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 the goal in front of us that our church would grow, that we would grow in unity, that we would grow in size during this difficult time with a massive headwind of not just the loss of a pastor, but the loss of an unbelievable pastor who many of us were here because of him. So uh, in that headwind, he said, I want us to grow. And I want us to grow in unity and in numbers and in size. And we have done that. Uh, and we didn't do that because we got lucky. The Lord's blessed us, but he blessed us with people, starting with our fearless leader. But he blessed us with other people. And I just want, I've watched an army of people plug in at various places in this church and do things that were above and beyond the call of duty for them at that point in time. Not to mention people like Nate and Craig and, you know, that have come and, and plugged in to help us. The body is working just the way the big book says it should work. And that is really encouraging to me as a person whose eyes are on the horizon. Because I just can't help but believe that there's something really, really good in front of us.
as we get Matt here, give him a soft landing and let him come in and get started. He's a collaborative leader. Uh, he wouldn't have been put in front of you if he wasn't a collaborative leader. Uh, and uh, so uh, I think we should feel good about where we're going. And I, as Matt, we talked to Matt, he said, I'm just telling my family and I are really excited. He's been on pins and needles waiting to see how this would happen because he really too feels like this is a divine appointment for him. And we feel the same way. So I just want to close this off in prayer tonight and, and, and maybe look to the horizon about what's in front of us. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the fact that you're so good to us. You've provided, uh, you've provided people, you've provided resources, you've provided wisdom, you've provided the solution in the next man that will lead us as our senior pastor. You gave us an army of people here that plugged in in multiple places to try to, to keep us moving forward in a positive way. Uh, Lord, you gave us your spirit, you gave us your word, you've, you've just been really, really good to us and we thank you for it. We, we look to the future, Lord, we know you've called us to be a light in, in an unbelievably dark world, to minister the love of Christ, to be your ambassadors here in North Canton and in Stark County and, and ultimately to the world, uh, to be a launching pad for ministry and evangelization, Lord, we just know that that's what you want. We believe you set us up to do that and we thank you for it, Lord, please. Strengthen us as a body. I pray that you provide unity during this transition, uh, that we would all continue to step up and step forward uh, to do what you've called us to do. You put a high calling on our lives in Christ Jesus, and we, we know that. So we accept that calling. We surrender ourselves before you as individuals and as a church body, Lord. We just ask that your will would be done in all things going forward. And again, we say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Look forward to seeing you in the comments.